Okay, I got a really, I got a good one to sing. All right. Okay. Oh. Be the guest. Be the guest. <laughs> be the guest. <laughs> There's songs uh, in the film. There's plenty the, of songs. What's the next line. Of be every, my guest. Um, every song in this film, I was like, that sounds like Joy Division, but I know it's not Joy Division. That last mm. song is so good. Who's that song by? I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. The entire soundtrack was good. Beauty though. and the Beast. I really loved. I heard that song so many That times. last song in it. The last song I just sang, yeah, that was from Beauty and the Beast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that song in my life. Is that what it's from? Mm-hmm. Be the guest. Be my guest. Be my guest. No, it's Be, be Our guest. guest. Be Our Guest. Oh, Be Our do the, Guest. Do the little kind of think sing that? Hmm? Adam, I think you're, yeah, like, th- you're singing the Simpsons parody. All the... That's like, See My Guest. Yeah, they're Yeah, but you're singing guest, it to the tune of See My Guest. How does Be Our Guest go? Isn't it the same thing? I don't know. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Maybe I'm just more familiar with See My Guest. <laughs> See My Guest is, is, yeah, is the parody of Be My Guest. But I'm pretty sure it's like I know, but pretty it much sounds, the same melody. I probably okay. have See My Guest more imprinted into my... I've definitely seen that more times than I've seen Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Anyway, uh, be the guest. Be the guest. <laughs> There's a lot of synth in the soundtrack too. Yeah, I, it's I love synth. I love it when it's like on action scenes. Oh uh, yeah. There's this game I played, uh, Hotline Miami, which is just all like action like this and like hard synth soundtrack, and it just it mixes. It works. It, it's it's a good Hell combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, doop, 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 doop. it felt like a it felt very eighties. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone notice? Anyone kind of feel like this? Kind of felt like an eighties. Filmmakers movie? may have grown up in the eighties. <laughs> hey, I don't know if I'm the only one. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, I agree, Adam. Yeah. Coast on that one. No, I think what it did was, we watch? I don't think, nothing like the 80s. Not at all. <laughs> I don't think it hits it as hard as a lot of things that do that, though. Yeah. Like, it's not set in the 80s. It's not, like, cutesy with, like, references and stuff. It's just, like, it feels like something, from what I've, from what I understand, you'd find on a VHS in, a, in the back of a video store in the 80s. Yeah, it wasn't, like, <laughs> uh, Stranger Things, like, nostalgia. I've never even seen Stranger Things, but, like, the kind of thing where it's, like, really? look how 80s this is. Yeah, I've never seen it. But like that kind of thing where it's like, look how 80s this is. It's designed yeah, but- to unlock that like nostalgia gate. This was just kind of like a loving tribute to a, mm-hmm. a, an 80s thriller. Horror thriller. Yeah. Yeah. And it rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but can I just... What movie are we... What podcast? Oh my god! I hate that we do this every week. Like I swear, (laughs) if we just recorded a standard intro, we wouldn't have to do this and ruin like our discussion uh, flow. (laughs) Yeah, our discussion was flowing so well. I hate that we have to call what the podcast. Yeah, because other podcasts just go like you have like an intro or you say it right at the top. This is just Mm -hmm. frustrating to me. I just don't actually. Let's, the podcast oh, sorry, I ahead. listen to don't do that. Okay. They have like a theme song, but then the <laughs> host introduce it. Yeah. Well, we can make a 
an intro right now, Hannah. No, it's okay. I just, I just, it just, I just, I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. I'll, I will get over myself. No, we can, we can. <laughs> I mean, if we want something more uniform, I think that could be. No, 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 no. That. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it, whack? Or movie podcast. Yeah. Talk about movies and debate there. Whackness, whack, not meaning good or bad, but you know, whatever it means to us on that day. Last, for the last two months, we were talking about movies about the future. <laughs> whack to the future, whack 2K. But now we've moved on to a new mini series. Last episode, we said we were going to do Chris at Whack. <laughs> we did? Which is coming. That'll happen in the future. That'll happen in the future. But. We also realized that uh, October is just around the corner, uh, so uh, why don't we uh, get our get our trick or treat? Uh, uh, I don't know where I was gonna go with that. This is a new series called Hallowack. Ooh. Ah. Woo. Is that better than? Wack-a-ween? Can you can you edit Wack-a-ween. our main theme so it's like slightly spookier version, like they do on Halloween episodes of TV shows? Oh my god! Like yes. put yeah, some like, like yeah. <laughs> can, can I just say that um, Hallow Whack is gonna get confusing if we ever decide to do a Hall of themed or ho- yeah Hall of Fame themed thing where we call it Hall of Whack. Might get kind of confusing, but I do. Hallowack. What about Wackoween? I I appreciate the ambiguity though. But that'll be confusing when we do our mini series on movies about (laughs) ween. It's gonna be confusing when we just do like, um, we just interview the band Ween. Like Mm. (laughs) that sounds like a niche joke because I don't know what that is. Ween. Ween just be a, a niche band. Um, what did we what did we watch this week was the Irks opening the door. The guest. <laughs> and... Knock 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 knock. <laughs> Can I come in? I am the guest. <laughs> Who What are our names? Oh yeah. Hey, good point. <laughs> Hannah is in so much distress. It just seems like something we could just all do at the top one instead of asking every time, who are we? What are we doing here? Obviously, if someone clicks on this podcast, they know at least what the podcast is and probably what movie we're talking about. But it's it's a different group of us every time. Yeah, I know, but then we could just say at the beginning, like, who we are it just takes us like 50 years to introduce <laughs> ourselves and we're trying to have a flowing conversation but then it gets intercepted with like details about who we are sorry i don't know why i'm being so cynical what's your name hannah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm i'm Seth. i'm adam i'm funky i'm nara well, we got that out of the way without too much fanfare. <laughs> now on to the film. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I don't know why I'm cranky today. <laughs> Hannah's the guest. <laughs> that is Actually, of... the guest wasn't really cranky. He kind of was like a... Extremely polite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he extremely polite, though? Yes, on the surface. At first. I think... We should say 
we're going to spoil this movie that I think, my opinion, one of the most fun things about it is not knowing where it's going to go at any given moment. So I, I recommend this movie. I love this movie. I think if you're listening, if you're one listener and you have not seen this movie, you should watch it and then listen to this episode. I agree. Cosign. And now we're going to spoil the movie. I think you should just listen to this episode. Who cares? Yeah, okay. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to make a little, you know, friction on this podcast. We don't want to all agree. Can I talk about when I first saw this movie? See, this yeah. is why yeah. Be our like, guest. Seb loves this movie so much that it, like, annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> why? You don't like it? No, I like it. But he just likes it so much where when Sub really <laughs> likes something, he won't shut up about it. And so he always finds ways to mention the guest. I, I think Sorry. I would like to prove your point correct. And I just want everyone to make sure that that they know that you're right. Okay. So I'd like to talk about the guest. Okay. <laughs> I saw this movie at TIFF in 2014. I was still early on TIFF. It was a Midnight Madness movie, but I did not see it at midnight. I just saw it in the day because I didn't really know what Midnight Madness was. And though I guess it's all in the name. So it's more like Midday but Madness. I, this would have been crazy to see Yeah, it was kind of Midday Madness. madness. This huh? would have been so much fun to see at Midnight Madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would have been very fun. I love Midnight Madness. But I think I had even more fun with no context as to what this movie was. I just like, oh, it's a thriller. I like thrillers. And I went with a friend of mine and we just, we were like 14 or whatever, or 15. And we, 16? I was 13. In 2014? We graduated in 2015. 19? Okay, we were were 26. And we we were were having such... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we we're 26. Okay. <laughs> we we're having such a good time uh, at this movie because we had no idea what to expect. And I think the movie doesn't really let on to what it's doing ever. I'm like, even at the end of the film, I don't know fully what to classify it as. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I've shown this movie. I ordered the DVD right away. <laughs> like you left the screening <laughs> and ordered the DVD? <laughs> well i think i got a bunch of cineplex gift cards and i was like oh i can just buy dvds with these as well well you can't anymore anyway it's not important you're such a I nerd the DVD. no Seb, it is and i would sh- i would show it to on. like every group of people that i could i've shown this to so many people i've probably shown this to upwards of 20 people in different settings because i was like this was the movie where it was like cool because no one knew about it and it was always like people would have a strong reaction to it. So this was like I would tour with this movie, essentially. <laughs> nice. I I watched it for the first time today. Tour with the movie. <laughs> I watched it for the first time today and I think Seb you sent that it was gonna be scary, but you didn't know or something. And I was like, What? What does that mean? Uh and then I watched it and I was like trying to think of the genre. I was like, yeah, it is definitely very weird. Um, Because, like, it feels like a thriller for, I think, the first half of it. And then it, like, moves into this weird, like, action movie. But but the antagonist is, like, the the star of the show. So it's very weird. And I don't think I've seen anything like that. Uh, So, yeah, it did keep me on my toes the whole time. And it made some choices. I guess we already said we're going to spoil it. But, like, 
especially like who they killed later on. I was like, oh wow, you're, oh wow, you're just going for that, huh? I thought you had some sort of like code around that, but no, they they killed up people, <laughs> didn't give a shit, they just did it, uh, and it was, it was quite surprising. Nice flick. Yeah, I also watched it today for the first time. It's good. Uh, my friend Luca, friend of the pod. I told him that we were watching this, and he was like, past oh. Guest. Yeah, past guest. He was like, oh, I don't like that director. And I was like, why? The guest is, like, pretty good. And he's like, because I've only seen Death Note by the director. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I he refuse did. to watch Death Note. Yeah, Death Note. That was the same guy as Death Note? Yeah. Yeah, he made the American Death wow. Note, which is really bad. I, think, I, I haven't seen any of his other movies other than Death Note and this, but, I mean... They're all supposed to not be very good, right? He made like the VHS things, which were like big hits, but I don't think are. He made a... like a segment of the. Those are like anthology. Oh, they're anthology movies. And then he made uh, and, uh he made Blair Witch, right? The new one. Yeah, which is supposed to be bad. I haven't seen any of his movies that are supposed to be bad because I can't. Uh, I refuse. But <laughs> your next, um, is great. Oh right, I forgot that he, he directed that too. I, I think that's a really good movie. Um, and the thing with uh death note is that uh he didn't work with the writer he usually does who yeah. wrote the guest in your next which i think he's part of the thing too because i think the guest is a, is a really amazing screenplay i think it's it's really well made but it's like for me it's like i'm just so blown away by the script agree. yeah i'm nodding my head agreed. in agreement agreed good script i had also never seen it until today but Seb had told me to watch it for years, and I kept thinking, eh, yeah, it's probably just some Seb shit. You're such a good friend, Adam. What is no. some Seb shit? It, it is. Like, it entirely is. And I, I never showed you because I kind of thought, like, this is so much my kind of movie. I don't know if it's Adam's. No, but I thought it was really good. I, Seb thinks I hate all of his favorite movies. <laughs> That's not true. Which isn't true. Uh, that was uh, the end of my point. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the one time Seb recommended a movie to me and I actually watched it. So I saw it a while ago. <laughs> and like, I think I was looking for a different kind of movie. I don't know if I was looking for horror and then I was like let down or I was looking for something. And so like at the time I was like, I think I liked it, but I don't, I didn't really stick with me and also I do have this like innate uh resentment towards it because Sub talks about it so much and I hate him um <laughs> I that's on record you heard it here first um Jeez. so but I liked it I liked it better this time I think yeah I think I appreciated it more this time um, but don't tell Seb that because I can't, I'm too stubborn. I can't. So you got, shh. They... It's okay. I can't hear the podcast. So. Good. Uh, I don't know. This is an episode where I'm, I don't know about a summary quote. Do you, you know? want to? I kind of want to talk through the movie. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think part by part. I think maybe first we should, or Seb, if you want to do this, like just summarize the tone of the movie so it because like like the style of the movie because we've already talked about that a little bit and i think it might help like if you 
understand the style of the movie, you'll understand sort of how the characters play out in their tropes better. Right. Well, I think the movie does change genres and tones a lot, which is why I wonder about going through. But I think the thing that interests me is that when I think about this movie, I think I'm going to have such a good time. And then every single time I watch it, I'm surprised by the beginning because the beginning is like very somber and kind of like upsetting. And it's it's long. Like there's this long lead up before anything kind of crazy happens where um, this like uh, guy who claims to be a soldier arrives at the home of this family who have lost a son to a war. And he says, uh, I was. I served with your son and he has a photo of himself with the son and he's like he just told me to come here and uh as he was dying he told me to come and and tell all of you that he loved him and the family's all kind of having their own personal problems which most of which are pretty sad um and then uh he kind of just observes them for like the first 20 minutes and we like observe them um before he starts kind of interfering and I guess the kind of premise is like what if it's almost like what if like a slasher movie villain was trying to help yeah he's like that's kind of how it starts at least. well he is sort of like michael myers especially towards the end not like not to spoil or whatever but like there's so many like halloween kind of similarities in the final climax that it is interesting in that way but he's so so unsettling immediately yeah, that's the that's the fun and the tension of the first like, I'd say like forty minutes of the movie is like you don't really know what's up with this guy. You know, like is he just not telling the truth? Is there some, you know, he must be like traumatized from war or something. Like we we don't know what's going on with him, but we know that he's just this like, uh, hyper violent person who like does seem like he's trying to like help this family. And you're like, when's it gonna like? When's it gonna fall apart? Yeah. Like he seems like he's like I I can't I can't think of a specific movie, but you know those kinds of movie where it's like the uh like a nerd like befriends the like all powerful like um freaking I don't know the only one I'm thinking of is like Big Hero <laughs> Six, which doesn't really fall into the same thing, but it's like you know a person who like isn't strong or something gets like the the big uh bruiser right and they're like then in control for a little bit but you know it's just gonna right. like fall apart because the bruiser's gonna like go off the rails that's what i thought the movie was gonna be and that's what it felt like it was gonna be for the first 40 minutes that's kind and... of the dynamic with the son yeah yeah like being bullied but he also like interferes with all of their lives like the the daughter has this kind of scummy uh older boyfriend the dad is like uh, being disrespected at work. We don't actually see that. He just describes it, I guess. Um, and I guess the stuff with the mother is mostly, like, emotional and more, like, yeah. having a reminder of her son around the well, house. Well, she's, like, missing mm. her... Like, yeah, she's, like, has an empty gap in her life. But then kind of the turn is this scene, Adam, kind of like you were describing, where he uh confronts the son's bullies yeah which is uh one of my favorite movie it's scenes so ever <laughs> funny like that's so funny funny yeah when i, I was like... watching sorry 
no, that's I just twisted. Like it's a mess. That's, like, that's messed up. Um, it's a deeply violent scene, but the way the violence is so stylized that you like see them like getting their ankle twisted and then like kind of like a reaction shot almost like that like setup is so funny. And then when it's like the end of the scene and he like walks out and then there's just like the slow zoom out to reveal all of them just like cradling their injuries and like rolling around on the ground. I find it so <laughs> funny. Watching that scene, like this time I was like, oh my God, this is why Seb loves this movie. Like it has so many <laughs> Seb staples, like this kind of like overly coolish guy, like really, but like outwitting a bunch of like, like shitty dudes and then also like there's like fighting but it's like whip like like whip fast like dialogue kind of stuff and then like uh i don't know like sam just loves that shit because it's kind of like a modern cowboy type talking and dealing <laughs> with punks and like it's sam's <laughs> favorite so I, I got it am i correct yes but i think it's like the, the smartest possible version of that scene and in, in my opinion because it's like i just think it's so well written in terms of like an action scene and stuff like there's this long build-up there's a thing where like at some point in the fight someone's gonna get hot sauce thrown in their eyes so they can't see so the movie like goes out of your way so you know that there's hot sauce in the drink. he's like yeah but when he orders the drink he's like do you know how to make this? And the bartender's like, oh yeah, it has hot sauce in it. And then he makes the son try it. Yeah. And the son tries it and goes, oh, it's hot. Reminds you of it. <laughs> and then times. it's still, yeah. And it's to me, at least the first time I saw it, still so surprising when he throws it in the guy's face. But it, you know immediately what the thing is. And then it leads to that thing where he taps the guy on the shoulder. So the guy tries to punch him, but he punches the other guy. Classic, so <laughs> classic fighting move. Yeah, that setup with the hot sauce was so nice. I, it feels like he knew that he was going to get a drink thrown on him and that he was going to throw the drink in retaliation. <laughs> yeah. um, like that whole long play, I was like, what the hell? And yeah, what Nara was saying, that was such a stylized fight. Like it felt super cartoony to me, especially like the sound effects uh, the sound with effects. the punches. Uh, yeah, like with the like with the skin on skin contact was like it was like a different like a really squishy noise and then like when they were crunching the bones like you heard like a crunch even if like it didn't look like it was that hard like like the sound effects really made it like oh my god he's like beating up these high schoolers what the (laughs) fuck like relax dude also the way the fight scene started with just that shot of the girl screaming and then running yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. so this is how the violence in this film is going to be. But then it's like changes every fight scene. It's just a little bit like, it's still highly stylized, but in a, like a slightly different way. So it's still like exciting every time. It's so sad. Definitely, definitely. So there's nothing that... Seb loves more than clever violence in movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, Seb, oh man, there's... That, scene I, that scene I just love uh, as a character, like in terms of our relation to that character as well, because... Uh, that's like the, I guess that's the most violent we've, is that the first like really violent thing he does? Mm-hmm. I think it is, yes, right? Yes. But we're still at that point, we're kind of like, I don't know what's up with this guy. And then he does this really violent thing that like makes me scared of him, but he does it to people that like the movie makes you hate so deeply because they're just like the, the biggest stereotype of high school bully <laughs> the ever. It's like six of them. Yeah. <laughs> they all push the one kid into the locker. Fucking nerd. <laughs> like, like, you push him into the locker. He doesn't even say anything. He just like, I don't know what he does. He just like lunges at him multiple times. 
and then walks away yeah or like the later when the guy's like let me stop this conversation i'm fully in with this girl just so i can sit behind this guy and like make him and feel shit like it's not even he's like i have to put down whatever i'm doing and go i'll show you magic tricks later yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah, i forgot that the the movie makes you hate those uh bullies so badly so like even though i'm fearful of uh this guest now when he's done all this i'm still like on his side because it seems like he's like doing it for justice i suppose um yeah it's just it's just you you get why the the kid would latch on. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely. hundred percent. And the kid like, sees him as like the coolest guy ever up until the end. And I feel like you're so much on the family side that when the guy is doing shitty stuff in for the family, it's almost like easier for you to kind of go about it because you actually yeah, do really empathize, empathize and like feel for this family. So it's like, yeah, you get it. Can I highlight one last piece of clever violence from the scene? Yes. Of course. There's a part and something I swear I've never seen in a movie or at least never seen done this well. There's a part where one of the bullies has a bottle in his hand and he tries to hit the guest whose name is David with the bottle and David catches his arm and then takes the bottle and hits him with it. Yeah. Mm. And it's like this like superhuman thing, but it's like it's just so well done. But even the like like the intelligence to then like after the fight like first off he he seems to know like every move that these uh bullies are gonna do like that's why he's prepped Mm -hmm. this drink that's why that's one of the great reasons why that is such a smart thing because it shows like yeah this guy has the intelligence to be able to like predict every move that these stupid bullies are gonna pull and then he also has the intelligence to like tell to like get away with it to tell the bartender Mm -hmm. like this is what you have to say and like i'm not gonna be in trouble for this because uh i've thought this through like it's such great uh like establishing his power in the uh in the narrative it's it's, it's so good yeah like mm. he's not just like a physical like anomaly he's also like a mental one no is anomaly yeah. the mm. right word or like you know what i mean like he's not just uh yeah anomaly just means different or or adversary well like i just mean like he's not like this like crazy advanced like fighter he's also like a crazy advanced like mental like strategizer and that's scarier Mm -hmm. you know because you don't think michael myers is that smart he's just kind of all id but this guy's like got the, the brains to match the crazy abilities and it's scary the thing with the bartender is great to me, too, because you get the idea that he's done it a thousand times before, that he's kind of this drifter who knows exactly, like, what to say to get out of those situations, which, like, only comes more into play. But has he done on. it a thousand times before? Because isn't he, like, a really recent escapee? Like, I'm very... That's Didn't they the thing say, like, I'm... two months? I'm confused about his history, and I guess maybe it's early yes. to bring that up, but, like, I... And I'm sure the film is trying to be ambiguous, but I, that is one of the things that frustrates me is I just want to know what exactly his deal is and I'm still confused about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the backstory gets a little too close to explaining it to not explain it when I think they should have kept it even more vague. 
Like, it, I right. think, mm-hmm. yeah, like, the entire part with the military coming in and trying to explain it, which might be jumping the gun a bit, but I almost think, like, I love that part where he just, like, takes down all these, like, special ops and, like, so mm-hmm. easily, and it's just this, like, one commander left. Um, but I almost feel like, I don't know, like, I felt there, like there should have been a, more of a delay between, like, um, like, the chase should have been set up a little bit different where he, like, um, like, where he was always a step ahead and, like, um, there was, like, a bit of a lapse in the timing between, like, the army dude and the kids and him like so they never fully crossed paths in that way so that way it was harder for his backstory to be revealed um right just because like when they then try to like explain it it gives you like just enough information where you're like more curious about it and you're like wait how does this actually work but not Mm. enough for you to like um, but not enough for you to, like, get a full picture of who this guy is. And I think it's, like, we needed, like, you are saying, we need a little bit less information. Um, so that way it's, like, we don't question it as much and don't try to start picking it apart. Because if we're just, like, oh, it's just this guy who's super advanced and we can't get the information because he's always, like, five steps ahead and he's covering up his own information. Yeah, or the army guy could just refuse to tell Yeah, him. something like that. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I hear that, but I thought it was his backstory. It was just like a symbolic thing that like the military ruins you and turns you into these like dehumanized like killing machine. Like, cause that's what that's what it seems like. It seems like he was at war and he's come back and he's like so messed up from that. And then when the military comes in, they explain like, oh yeah, he was like tested on and became this like broken person. And I, I thought it was just kind of like an extension of that idea, like that, yeah, the military breaks you. My interpretation of the military metaphor, if there is supposed to be one, was that the military, like he is the kind of the American military, um, basically like he's there to protect you till an extent but then when it comes to save his own ass like you as the american population uh only matter so far or like like he they will right. always put themselves first and always like yeah, prioritize uh that even if they're to serve and protect or is wait, serve and protect that's the police or whatever their version is you know the military but yeah that's a good point I never thought about what you're saying Hannah and I agree Adam I just kind of think like the metaphorical stuff I think is very strong I think there's another metaphor going through as well that I don't think there needs to be so much literal explanation as to what he is you know like yeah I hear that it just makes me think about those things when I don't need to when I don't care you know yeah. Then don't think about it. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what's the other metaphor? Think about it. Yeah. What's the other metaphor? Yeah. Tell us. Oh, I, I thought the other metaphor is like he is the memory of the brother coming to stay. Oh. And sometimes yeah. he's helpful and some and most of the time he's harmful. Damn. Right. And I that's why they can't too. get rid of him at the end. I'm dumb. Because it's like I'm so dumb. No, but I never thought of the one you said. Yeah, but you, mine is times. feels way more literal yours or feels like what the actual film was intending on damn that's smart that makes sense the ending 
<laughs> I thought when they were talking about like the plastic surgery and stuff, they were actually going to reveal that like he was uh, he the was brother. The brother. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yes. a really cool idea. Like but Speed Racer thought about that. Twist though. Like, what the? But who, Could we keep going through? Who, There's just so much to talk about. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, Hannah. I just want to know who is like he's not David, so he's another guy because he is in that photo. No, he is. Yeah, I think he was making himself up to look like David. No, I'm pretty sure they... Ex- Wait, I might have gotten confused, but I thought they explained that he was David and they thought he died in the explosion, but then he got away and but, he was like... I don't... But he looks like... I don't think he was David, but I think he was another guy in that fire and then got plastic surgery to look like David. Oh, okay. So did I, he know the brother or not? That's I the confusing part. Yeah. Like, I don't did he know promise you know. to help the family? But I, or else, I don't think you know. What would I'm, his I'm motive be? Yeah, I'm confused about the motive. Yeah. That's why I wish they explained less. Um, so that way th- I wouldn't be confused about his motive. In the convo with the mother, I think she even asks, like, did you actually know my son? And then he, like, smiles for a bit. But I, he says yes. And he's like, and he he's would like, understand what I have to do. So was the yeah, son then tested? A lot. My assumption yeah. is that the brother like was also part of the experiment, and he died in a way related to it because they knew their they knew who he was immediately from the sister's last name, right? They were like, yeah. "Oh, I was in Caleb Peterson." So my assumption is their son's death had something to do with him in a way that is covered up and not explained. Wait, he could be the son and then got plastic surgery to look like this other dude and he's killing them and he's like, the reason why your son like would understand is because he doesn't want the family to realize the monster that he's become from the military like industrial complex. So it's better that they're all just dead and don't observe the like horrific acts that he's about to enact and don't know about the horrific acts that he enacted during the war. Or maybe well, the the first maybe he was responsible in some way for the death of the brother or of Caleb, and then even knowing that they still subjected him to the experiments that made him that way, and that's how when they're like, but you shouldn't have used a psychopath, and they're like, yeah, he's the psychopath, and maybe that was his punishment, but then see, he's a killer. No, they said he's an ideal soldier. They're like, um, yeah, because he's a psychopath. Which maybe is the comment. Right, right. <laughs> and he probably killed the brother or had something to do with the brother's death. Anyways, we should really write an email to the person. <laughs> no, but I do I do think that they put too many breadcrumbs in there that are making us think about this part, which I don't feel like is the most important part of this movie. Like, I, I feel like the good thrillers and stuff, like, I, they thrive off of less information and you wanting to be like, hmm, but... I feel like we have enough that we're just like kind of like digging through it and trying to be like, wait, well, what actually is it? Like we're 80% towards the full truth, but there's a couple of things that I'm just like, well, what actually, Yeah. where was he? Like, what did he do? Like what happened to the brother? And those are core things that they just didn't tell. But if they did a, a bit less, I would have been like, oh my gosh. Like I think he would have been way more mysterious. And uh, I think more of a, like a, a, a threatening killer. Yeah. Than uh, he was at the end. I think this That's is cool. why well, the movie bothered me the first time I watched it. I'm remembering now because I was like, "What mm. the frick?" 
You guys okay, are all so the... literal. Just pick one yeah, of the well, symbolic interpretations. No, but that's what even the whole with thing those, is. Like... That's not, but even with them, that's just genuine plot holes that when your movie is about this kind of mysterious thing and then you go most of the way, but not all of the I know, way. I, I know. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I know. I don't I get think it. it's a it's a plot movie, though. Like, I think the yeah, end right, is like, so it, unreal. It, sh- like, I'm not saying about, like, logic like i know the ending is unreal clearly like there's some stuff we're not meant to understand i'm just saying these are basic like storytelling kind of i know like things you should i get what like yeah i get i don't think they did any of this by mistake i get what you guys are saying that it feels like it's that it feels like it's like a middle ground that they don't commit to or that they try to start explaining things and that you know causes issues but yeah, I, I think that the guy is just like a symbol and however you want to read it, like if it is the, uh, you know, a, a, a symbol for how war ruins people, then you can totally read it that way. If it's a symbol for like the grief and trauma of the family and how they like want to project their idea of what their son would be upon this like guy who comes back and yada yada, then you can read it that way. Like it's a I don't know. It's a symbolic movie. I don't. I don't see like the issue in in that. Well, because it's a symbolic. I've gone movie, all the way around. But it's also in the skin of a thriller, which is a type of movie where you do expect there to be a yeah, which moment. Which makes it awesome. But it's. I'm just saying it's confusing as. But an the audience. movie isn't set up a, as a mystery of of. I guess it kind it of is. It is what set this up as a thriller, I, like a thriller type movie, which is, I think. I think for me, the thing with, like, only getting... It's, like, I enjoy the movie, but then all these questions afterwards immediately distract me from, like, just mm-hmm. the, like, like the formal, like the formalist skill of the movie, and then I'm distracted by these questions I have. So I stop thinking about, like, all the achievements of the movie, and I'm like, wait, but they didn't answer this, this, and this. But not in a good way where it's, like, making me think more about, like, what the film, like, means or what the film's trying to achieve. It just makes me question like the plot yeah yeah but i i think it's i think all that stuff is intentional because the first time i saw it i was like fun movie i don't know what's going on and then other times when i saw it i was like oh he's the son he's come back and that's what the plastic surgery scene is and then for a while i was like oh that was stupid i was just kind of over reading into it he's like this this weird drifter guy who's doing whatever he can to just get through and he knew the son at some point and made this promise to help them and then now i'm starting to think he is the son again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's fun. Yeah, my, I don't think my my thought of him being the son was that he is like, because uh, like the the younger brother Luke views him as like almost like the perfect like older brother role model who just like tells him, I don't know, like he's obviously a messed up role model, but for Luke, he's like the the brother he wants him to be, the perfect like image of that. Uh, for the 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 mom he's just like someone to like fill the void and he's so polite to her all the time and he's almost like her perfect idea of who he would be who the son yeah hannah i'm just saying but then what about the sexual tension between him and the sister that's the only thing like that doesn't make any sense i mean i hope it's yeah it's a couple things like that where like they give you enough information to like x out certain possibilities but like there's still a few left that i'm like what is it and I feel like, I don't know, there's a lot of movie watchers who get distracted by stuff like that and, like, kind of are in in the specifics and are like, well, how is this actually working? 
Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think that should take away from the movie. I just, it's like a thing that, that happened to me too. Like when, when I'm thinking about the plot, I'm like, what is that? When I wish I was thinking about like other things that the movie did well, I guess. Well, everything you guys are describing the dad's hey, sounds buddy. like fun. It sounds like fun to speculate. Yes. Mm. Sorry, Adam. Did you want to finish your point? I guess that was the end of my point. The, yeah, the 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 um the daughter would be the only one that makes it hard to link that up. But it seems like for everyone else, he is like the perfect idea of what that son would be to them on a specific level. So like like I said, for the brother, perfect older role model. For the mom, like perfect polite son who helps around the house and does all this shit. Uh, for the dad, like yeah, drinking buddy who just like is always happy to indulge in his alcoholism. And for the, uh, yeah, for the daughter, um, uh, uh, let's not go there. (laughs) But also like your theory could track if you see it where it's like the daughter is the most skeptical of him and is the most set on sort of like diverging, diverging or like separating the family from how, um, like her brother's death has caused them trauma. So it could be that like this weird metaphor is like, he tracks as the son for all of them except for her. And then, like, mm. if he's, like, this weird demonic yeah. spirit or something trying to feed off this family. I'm getting very, like, supernatural. Yeah, there this. we go. There we go. Um, he That's has, what I'm talking about. He has to try and form a bond with the daughter in a different way. So the easiest way to do that is through this, like, romantic or, like, sexual interest. Or <laughs> I think the, the thing with the daughter even strengthens the idea of this being a movie about people projecting, right? Everyone projects their wants onto this guy who is literally maybe a blank slate. And then um, she, like, I'm sure it's a gross idea, but I'm sure there are people who are attracted to, you know, people who remind them of a sibling they've lost or something, right? Subconsciously. Or he's just, Sorry to, yeah. she has a shitty boyfriend <laughs> and he just seems like a more decent guy at first. Yeah. And David never, uh, I don't think he intentionally does any of the things that make her attractive. I disagree. Maybe the thing in the shower. Yeah, that was pretty sexy. He that was he tried to be sexy there. Let's not beat around the bush. He walked up. He was trying to be sexy. He like waited for her to knock a couple times. And he was like, "Oh, uh, I should probably get dressed now." Huh? <laughs> and then and the also, room was like, so steamy, and he knew her. how he was holding that. And towel when he's too. like, uh, "If I had a girl like you at home, I never would have gone to war." Like. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, uh, okay, like keep You're driving, right. please. Hmm. But I do I think it's okay, can I rephrase to it's a movie about the weird ways that grief can manifest in people and the weird ways it can affect their relationships. Yes. Yeah. I, I really like that reading. Sure. So. I guess. <laughs> <What's> I the- <laughs> Where are we at next with the plot? So after he oh. does this bar thing, what's the next big thing that happens? Um, after the bar, I mean, it's the party. A bunch of times. Oh, the party! The party's yeah. like the next big thing. Yeah, and that felt like a great escalation of his like scariness because there's he's still kind of like, I guess, trying to like be protective, but he seems so weird in this environment, and he asks for like a gun, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good escalation. It's a that was like my point. <laughs> messed up that her mom is like, ask David if he wants to go to this party with you. And he's just like, yeah, okay. 
so funny. <laughs> I think that's also the thing is the movie is getting funnier as it the goes. Movie like it starts so very funny. serious. The bar scene is like a little like like uh, removed from reality. It's a little like heightened, and then the party scene has like jokes in it, like has full on like um you know pauses for laughs and stuff i also think it's interesting that he's kind of like a mimic in that scene right like um with the friend who like comes on to him he's like just like lying there completely static until she tells him to like do something Mm -hmm. and then he does and then like with the guy who he's joking around with he jokes around in a similar way to how the guy is joking you know like he's like oh this is the funny guy so i'll do this like elaborate kind of uh joke yeah that that guy's in avatar that guy's in the highest grossing movie of all time by the way wow he's like one of the leads is it, is <laughs> that is. guy and then he... isn't that guy also in guy. cabin in the woods no he just he's similar type the oh. guest is no the... no no sorry the military the guy he buys the guns from oh. or or who like brokers the deal not oh, ethan okay. embry the, the other guy avatar. Yes, from Empire Records. Yes, Ethan Embry. Oh. Wow. Uh, other things that happen. I like how um this is like nothing about the actual movie, but I like how initially in the party scene, there's only like four people at this party. <laughs> yeah. There's a also, cow. they go to the party at seven thirty. I'm like, aren't you all twenty at least? What the he- kind of party starts <laughs> so at seven thirty? Also, it's like. Yeah, well, they do live in the middle of nowhere, so maybe it takes them like an hour yeah, to drive to the party. It's different. It's definitely different. <laughs> no, I don't buy it. Seven thirty. I. Seven thirty is mad early. I he. What was the guy's name? Uh, the guest's name. David. 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 That's not even his real David name. David. 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 Yeah, in the credits, he has oh. quotes. Yeah. David. Um, he felt very like, how do you do fellow kids when he's like, nah, I'll smoke. (laughs) But then he does like the smoke tricks and stuff. (laughs) I love weed. Whatever you're smoking, I'll take some of that. The more Um, we like break down this character, have you seen Annihilation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A bit like the Oscar Isaac alien guy. No, kind of, but like spoiler, but it seems like the alien in Annihilation. It seems like the alien in Annihilation almost where he's like picking up these like the traits from the like things to become a full like human. Uh, I'm done now. Okay. Cool. Sorry. But that's definitely, I I feel that. And it's definitely through like the military training. Like he's like, all right, what do I do in like this random environment? Like, how do I, how do I like uh, inject myself into their scene and like, seem normal and it i don't know as an outsider like a third person view into the situation it doesn't seem natural at all but like the people definitely seem to be like digging it and they're just like oh he's just like us uh even though he's doing like exactly what it seems like they'd like uh in every situation they yeah. all think he's the coolest and guy in the world to the military <laughs> yeah. I think he's the coolest that guy in is the, world. the perfect soldier someone who will adapt to whatever you want or need them to be and someone who's basically a blank slate uh, and is obedient in this way, which is why he's the perfect soldier. That's a good point. Cheers. On the military thing also, and I want to talk about Dan Stevens' performance, which I love, but the char- the performance he reminds me of is I feel like he's almost like very close to the Chris Evans Captain America. There's a couple of times where he's kind of like, like Captain America. 
Kafirika pulling up. And I don't think that's like fully intentional, because I, um, I, but maybe I think it has yeah. to be a little bit. It has to be a bit. He feels like Shadow. I texted my friend while I was watching this. He feels like Shadow Chris Evans. Be, like he mm-hmm. he is like a Captain America. Like he is like a, a, a scientific soldier. experiment by the government that is like gone loose. But this one is like rogue and definitely not good. He's like the happy um, medium between like Wolverine and Captain America. See, yeah, he has a bit of. Edge. He reminds me of the bad vampire in the first Twilight movie. <laughs> Mm. Just okay. It, whatever. That's just my <laughs> two cents. But I think the the charm and this kind of like southern like, uh, yes, ma'am thing, which they highlight, yeah. is yeah. so much a part of it. Yeah. He's like the last person you know these characters expect to be so amoral. Also, his name is two first names with a plural. Just like Chris Evans. <laughs> Wait, what's also, the last name again? They're the same dude. Oh my god. Oh, the actor's Dan, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Uh oh. Can I blow everyone's mind? Dan, about Dan he's British. Oh. Wait, can I just prepare? He's English. He's British, oh, the actor. Yeah. Whoa. You're he's, he's like, he's from Downton Abbey. Yeah, he's, he's, no he's like way. This, like, he's also in Sense and Sensibility. It's like this English nerd. But he was down there in this American ass movie being like, yes, man. <laughs> I don't think he's ever been this good. Like I've been tracking him since this movie, and I like watch his other movies and stuff. He's never been as good as this. He's really good Damn. in this movie. He's so good in this movie. He's the whole. I haven't package. seen Down Abbey, to be fair. Yeah, he's not he's doing the complete it. package in this. He's yeah, um, yeah, and that's I'm not gonna elaborate. <laughs> he's got the charm. Talk? He's got the looks. He's got the the comedy. He's got the the brains. Killer killer instinct. He's got yeah. the killer instinct. He's got the bronze. He's got the gold. He's got the silver. We, he got the gun. The, he's, he's got, got the, the ability to well, on the gun. remove people's <laughs> fingerprints or something. Oh my god, I love the gun scene. I love... Yeah, sh- should we talk about the Ethan Embry scene? Ethan, yeah. I love the Ethan Embry, but more than that, I love like the timing of that scene and how it plays out and how you don't like I didn't expect it to play out that way or yeah. like no, after no, no. a certain point you're like oh I see what he's doing here but when the scene was set up and when he first spoiler when he like kills Ethan Embry I wasn't expecting the rest of the scene to go that way like I wasn't expect like until I, he was about halfway through like the guy's running scene I wasn't expecting him to wait that long he 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 it's it's just he seems so calm and i assume that at least like this guy lives by a code at least with like his fellow military folks nope and then for him to just friggin be like no i'm taking all of them because i'm gonna kill you then he just he's kills unhinged. him so calmly yes. like that i'm like oh my god oh my this god. guy lives by no code and he's also, a guest what was he be buying? my guest wait no don't be my guest i <laughs> love the <laughs> Hannah, you can go. No, just his identity <laughs> wasn't compromised yet. No one had threatened him. So what the frick? Why was he even, like, my buying all those line. guns? My favorite line is when the guy the guy from Avatar yeah, goes, true. what the fuck, David? And then the scene just goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Because he thinks he's yeah, still friends with David. Money for the guns? No, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Yes. <laughs> that, like, 
I guess six seconds or whatever where like he's like I'm gonna kill you and the guy's like what yeah like that scene I I didn't think that he could get away with that especially because all of the guns are there and this guy is like a gun trader and there's another person they're standing like I guess my guard was completely down as to him like killing anyone in that scene mm-hmm. um and yeah once he killed the first guy I did see the second one coming i was like yeah this this guy's too good like the way he like <laughs> took that he did that same thing he did with the bottle i think where he like the guy was like gonna shoot and then he like yeah he, he grabbed, just takes the gun yeah he takes he grabs the arm and then takes the gun i was like whoa that's very fast so i don't know his he's, he's too good at what he does it was quite frightening that scene why does he kill him though because yeah didn't don't they say sorry said what were you gonna say first we can come back to this question uh well i don't know i was just thinking there's not really a flat like plot scene in this movie that's like because the other one i think of is like when you've like you don't you think he's just like this weird guy or whatever you don't really know like the scale of things and when it first shows like the military guys like talking about him um i think i'm kind of getting on to another thing so say what you want. oh well i was just like because yeah like uh, isn't it just uh the military guy says later that when his like identity is compromised, that's when he like reacts with uh, uh, murder. And and the the only deaths before that or like violence before that seems like it's like in uh, what he sees as like justice for the family. So he like kills mm-hmm. the uh, or something that will benefit the family, I guess. Like he kills the um, dad's uh, boss because that will give the dad the job. He he obviously very badly hurts all the bullies. Well, um, for this one, he's yeah. he's playing his long game again, like he did with the bullies with the drink. He's killing this guy who's friends with like the girlfriend or like with the girl and her boyfriend, so that way he can frame this scummy boyfriend for murder. Yeah, that's part of it. Oh so, yeah, true. I so he he like is playing the long game, and he needs. I don't know if Ethan Embry would necessarily uh rat on him because he is like illegally dealing arms. Um, being like, I know who got where he got the gun. It couldn't have been that guy because I sold this other dude the gun. But um, I think it is sort of like one of those things where he's like, he doesn't really care about anyone except for like what he deems is like important. So he's like, oh, this is just like, it's just easier if I just like kill both of them and I get the guns and don't have to pay any money. And it's just like a lot more compact and makes more sense. It's just sensible to like do it like that. Right. Yes. Maybe yeah. as if, maybe maybe the story is that he was fighting with the brother or whatever, they were in the same whatever, and then the he heard the brother talk about his family and then this guy with maybe he has no family and the military is supposed to be his family. Um and then Caleb dies and then this guy's experimented on and he realizes the military isn't his real family. And so then he goes and he actually wants to insert himself in the lives of this family. Right. And, and then, but he's also a freaking weirdo and then his identity is compromised or at jeopardy of being compromised. And then he, that's never yeah yeah i think there, there's something there yeah thank you i see that if only they would give us a straight answer i'll have to call them <laughs> i hope they respond <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> but it, it's it's pretty soon after this that um, the daughter calls the military, right? Yeah. And yeah. then... She calls the military before he kills these guys. Right. Right, because it's like to figure the next where... morning or something. Right, right. Because she calls the military... But... Yeah, she gets the call back from the military, then calls her boyfriend when he's getting stopped by the police. Mm-hmm. Right. But I just, like, whenever I watch this with someone, they have a strong... There's a strong reaction to a few scenes, and one of them is always, like, just the massive escalation of, like, there's this whole boardroom of people who are, like, oh, David's out? Yeah. And, like, like, everyone knows who he is. Like, he's so dangerous. And he's, like, oh, yeah, get me on a plane with, like, 20 mercenaries and whatever, and it's, like, happening so fast. I... Those I are... Sorry, Fong, are you going to say? Oh, so, no, those are just my favorite scenes in, like, any action movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. a, a room r- removed from everyone else just being, like... That guy is so good at what he does. Like, you can't even, like, don't get him in a room with there. Like, he has too much power. Like, and just, like, hyping him up so much. And especially when, like, we haven't really seen the full extent of what this guy can do. And we don't know his motivations, which we never really find out. Um, uh, yeah, like, it just hit, hits extra hard. Because I'm like, oh, my God. What's going yeah, I on? Think, I think that's the great screenplay, again. Because it's, like... Takes a thing that, as you said, is a trope in action and thriller movies and stuff, and it moves it a little too early in the script, so it becomes kind of funny, or at least like very surprising. And I, I think that's just so smart. I think it's so cool. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was gonna say, uh, when I was watching this movie, I, um, I paused after like the party, like you know, right when that scene was done, I paused so I could go to the washroom. And then I was like in the washroom thinking about the movie so far. I was like, okay, I was like, getting a nice sense of where I thought it was going to go, you know, yada, yada. <laughs> and then I turned it back on and it was like the boardroom scene right after that. And I was like, whoa, where the, what the heck's <laughs> happening now? That was a quick no. escalation, which I like, love. I think it, I'm it, glad that in happened. most movies, the military captain character would show up at the very end and there would be some middle step where there'd be like the small town sheriff or something. Yeah. It would be like suspicious. Yeah. And that would be a piece, but it jumps straight to like this really extreme thing. And when the the military arrives and the mother's like, "Did my daughter do something?" Like that, I think is so funny. Right? Yeah. yeah, it kind of like the way the military or the way the stakes were raised with the military in this kind of reminded me of Return of the Living Dead, where obviously this is done in a much more serious way, and the other ones in a much more campy way, um, where it kind of just like. It keeps escalating this movie to things where you're like, oh, yeah, obviously it's going to escalate to that. But it kind of, like, does it, like, really abruptly, like, with the diner scene. <laughs> like, the diner scene surprised me so much because I was like, oh, he's just going to whip out, like, a machine gun and, like, shoot them all, right? But then, no, he gets, like, fucking grenades and just blows up the entire thing. Mid-conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, well, there must be, like, an explosive fight between these two or something. Or she'll get mad at him for the information she found out about. But he's literally just like, never mind. This is going to take too much time. Boom. And then he walks out. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to explode the whole place, too? What? Yeah. Like, it always, like, escalates stuff just enough that it's, like, surprising and entertaining for the audience but never so much that you're like oh that doesn't make sense like it still makes sense for like the movie and for the character um but it never uh yeah i think it kind of comes back to what funke was saying i think you said this at the start of the podcast where it's like the villain is the perspective character and whenever he's in the scene the scene is moving at his pace it's like he's decided the conversation's over 
so he's just gonna kill this person and then like walk out yeah it's, I think it's exciting it's such an interesting psyche it reminds me of like watching a 13 year old play like grand theft auto or something <laughs> like just they don't care like they literally don't care whatever like their objective is like they're gonna do that no matter what is in their way um so it's just like interesting to see like uh, a character act in a way not even like that's that's like polar opposite of what i would do but just like i don't even know like what what this guy's rules are like what he values and by the end you realize like he doesn't value anything other than himself and his mission um which is just like protecting the secrets that we don't even really like fully comprehend um so yeah like everything he does like every moment i'm like on edge when he's on screen i'm like oh god like what is this guy gonna do especially after the first gun scene like that was a lot Mm-hmm. The only thing he values is getting five stars. Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto. Oh. Joke. I thought it was like a Airbnb <laughs> guest thing or what? something. What? <laughs> Airbnb <laughs> guest thing? What the heck are you talking about, well, Seth? I don't get the Grand Theft Auto joke. Oh, you get, when you get uh, a lot of kills in GTA, you get like five stars wanted. That means they're really after you. Yeah, like everyone's the after like, you. Like the whole military will get you. Similar wow. to like what happens in The Guest. Mm-hmm. Should we do Whack Actor Avenue? Ooh, can we briefly okay. talk about... Can we talk about the, the, the end scene? Halloween maze? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love... <laughs> I love when... I don't know. I just love... Not just this is like happens two times. Um, again, I'm just going back to the comedy because I think it's really funny, but this is backtracking a little bit. But I love the like in the Halloween maze, the like command, the like army commander, special agent, whatever, just being so done with the maze, being like, (laughs) How do I get out of here? And then I also love in the like house shootout when. Oh, when yeah. he just rolls his eyes and then like crawls on the ground, he's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna have to like do this. This is making it so much more difficult for me." Um, I yeah, I just like I love those moments where it's like a really like tense action scene and then it breaks with just a like a bit of comedy to like bring you back down and get you like engaged in the like with mm-hmm. the action in a different way, but it doesn't completely break the tone where you're not like just like doesn't completely change it to a com- comedy scene the teacher mm. the teacher in that in the maze scene as well i thought was really funny with his few <laughs> lines where he's just like uh you can't be in here uh i don't even remember what he said but he's just like he's so deter like focused on detention he's in his zone yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey no phones no phones remember what i said <laughs> the the um What's it called? The chase scene in the mirror maze for like part of the haunted house was so sick. Like exactly so my sick. shit with the the synth in the background too, and they were like running through it. I was like, oh my god, this is like incredibly stressful. And even on on screen, like when you see like the teacher walk back, I was like, oh no, like yeah, please yeah. get out of there, please get out. The fog machine fake out was like no, yeah, so and it was so Michael Myers. Like that's the main kind of Halloweeny thing. It's just like Definitely. that. That was great. Also, the end. I don't know if this is jumping the gun too much, but the last shot of him in the Halloween maze, where he's like in the graveyard, and it just like zooms out, and then he like gets washed over yeah. with the oh, so with awesome. the um smoke machine was so good. Like that was such a fun shot. Like also that, a lot of this movie is shot well, but I think like 
that sequence or that scene is like just so Mm -hmm. visually like captivating like the mirrors and like really using the halloween maze like as like one a visual tool and then also like a storytelling tool is like such a good use of it instead of like usually when you see like um i don't know about usually but i feel like kind of like like when you see like maze is not necessarily a halloween maze but more of like a fun house or like a corn maze type thing used in like horror thriller sequences it's just like oh they're running through and they're getting confused whatever but then like this maze is like they use like fake outs and stuff like that and then they like use the like um visual cues of like the props in the background to kind of make you like question it in a different way um really feels like he could be anywhere and it's scary the movie buys into the idea of the Halloween maze. Like, it treats it seriously. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is an actual challenge, which I think is funny. That was a really cool maze. I would have loved to be... <laughs> it's incredible. For I know, it's yeah. like, wow, the that one maze. kid set it up? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. yeah, Luke was the only one there putting it together. <laughs> yeah, Luke's got a future in, hay. in mazes. <laughs> also, I, I, uh, I just think, like, scenes in... Mirror houses, reflective mm-hmm. mirrors, always the friggin' coolest. You got? Have you all seen uh, Watchmen, the the HBO Watchmen? Yep. No. That yep. scene in uh, what's it? Uh, Tim Blake Nelson's like origin story. What's that? Guy, the guy mm-hmm. with the reflective math face. Rorschach? Uh, no, no, not Rorschach. Oh, okay. His name? Like, oh God, his name is like Mirror something. Or yeah. Looking Glass. Looking I've, Glass. Yeah. I've only read the comics so. though. There's an awesome, awesome scene in the uh, in the mirror maze. Yeah, I thought I thought of that, and, and uh, I think it chapter two had a had a cool one too, where I was like, "Oh God, I hate the mirrors!" Like trapped yeah. in this like place already, like confused, and then all the reflections. It's it's I very Scooby Doo thing. I was kind of expecting them to do like a <laughs> yeah. comedic beat of somebody like running into a mirror by accident, um, which I thought it would <laughs> yeah. have been cool. Or to, like, see somebody, like, running through a mirror might have been a cool visual thing, but I'm still happy with how it was. <laughs> yeah, it definitely could have went either of those ways, this movie's tone jumps. Can we talk yeah. about one more scene real quick? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Can we talk about the scene with the with the principal? Oh, my God, the scene with the principal. I, oh, I yeah. love it. So funny. Or he's, like, advocating for the kid, and the <laughs> principal's like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the family. <laughs> I'm, I'm their dead son's friend. He's asking the question <laughs> that we all want to know the answer to. <laughs> that's true. Are but that's the... another one. Oh, oh sorry. I, I was going to ask, are those the two scenes, I guess, when he kind of, uh, like, over, or doesn't use violence in the situation, like, in the in the bar when he's talking to the bar yeah. and, like, uh, the principal? Is there another scene like that? Because they're pretty well done. I like those. I think every single scene where he's not using violence, he is manipulating people in some way, or at least you can see what his goal is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are those are the big ones that are just super fun to watch, and you watch his process of like, I, I even love like knowing it's coming when they're in the office initially. He says, "I'll come in with you." He doesn't say like, "Can I come in?" or anything because that would be weird. Yeah. He goes, "I'll come in with you." She goes, "Okay." Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can we do whack actors? Sorry, <laughs> sweep. And are you sleepy? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's you've caught me. Sorry. 
my my whack actors were just Ethan Embry or the mom is also Carol Rhodes of Gossip yeah, Girl fame. That's that's what I that was my whack actor. She's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know good. people always have a I reaction when she dies. I don't trust Whatever. that woman She's because surprised. in Gossip Girl she is no, so Gossip sneaky. Girl is the worst. She is like, the worst. She deserves that. So like when I see her, catharsis. I was I I'm always like I, I know that you're the one that we're supposed to trust, but you tried to steal all that money from you the also like lied about who your daughter was and lied to your daughter about who she was. I know, and also I think Ivy is such an empathetic character, and everyone hates her, and I feel so bad for her, and I hate her. Literally, I everybody hated Ivy just because she was poor. I love Ivy. She's actually the, the most best. sympathetic one. Sorry, this is yeah. the Gossip is, Girl this corner. This has been Ivy corner. <laughs> is, Ivy the, is Ivy the mom? No, no Ivy is an actress. She's an actress pretending oh. to be the daughter of the woman who is in The Guest. Oh. Well, the, the, the woman in The Guest, when she dies, yeah, I had like an actual audible like, what? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. and I was uh, like, what and, the fuck? Yeah, and I think that that you know how I was saying before, where uh, he kills the guy who's selling him guns, and that feels like a real breaking point because I thought he at least had like uh, a a code in that regard. The same thing with like the family. I think like well, at least he must have some he's protecting the family. Yeah, at yeah. least he's been protecting the family the yeah. whole time, so he wouldn't kill them. Uh, so that feels like another one of those breaking points where then at that point I'm just like, oh well, all bets are off. He's just gonna like kill everyone in his way. Yeah. I kind of and it's so scary. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, like when he kills the dad, you know it's coming. But the way he does it is just like, I don't know. It's really a. It's a really good. It's death. a really good death where he's just like, sorry about this. But even the way that Lila Norser, who I think is great, yeah, uh, dies is like just so sad. Wow. It's, it's like, really sad. Yeah. yeah. That's so I good actually in this. think I think every character part in this is like really good. Like even just like one scene characters like the principal or the bartender yeah. or whatever, like are all really good. I actually think the weak point is Michael Monroe, who's like the lead. I think she's mm. good. She's fine. Yeah, you don't like her? I don't know. I actually thought you guys were gonna back me up think. on that. I don't know. I, I, stupid. There, <laughs> no, there, there's a couple of scenes Seb, there's a couple of scenes where I was like, okay. It feels like she she's like in a different movie than everyone else's uh yeah just like her reactions but i thought overall she did she did a nice job but she's our screaming she's queen she's yeah she's great in it follows yeah oh um, that's where it's at she looks so familiar um i had one whack actor uh i don't know his lance reddick yeah. Guys, it's like so so many video games and stuff he plays the best serious ass dude who's like no we gotta like get this situation under control um he's the he's the army military guy uh mm-hmm. in in this movie oh yeah, yeah. i think he, i love him Hello. yeah he's on the wire <laughs> yeah oh true true he's such an iconic voice too like when he's saying like shit's gonna go down i believe him like it's <laughs> definitely going down i really like him in the john wick movies too mm. he's in those too wow yeah Ooh. he's got action down <laughs> um I thought there was another Yeah, I guess one. the I, well, lead is the weak. I mean, only because I think everyone I else is so locked in. But also, like, I don't know. She's got to, like, carry the movie yeah, as, sure. like, the audience surrogate, I suppose. I don't think she's bad. She's, I just, I, I don't she's know. good. I think, yeah, I think she's good. I think it would be a lot harder for her to 
or it'd be a lot easier for her to seem good if she was just playing the same characters everybody else was because I think like the reasons like even if one of them was like a little bit weaker and you didn't believe their performance as much you're still gonna buy into what they're saying because that's what everyone's saying where it's like she has to like completely on her own try and convince the audience and the people in the movies of this like different perspective Mm -hmm. but i think the brother kills being weirded out by david and then he kills like being in love with david oh my god he's so like he does both of them so the brother's Mm -hmm. like a little like fanboy is so funny (laughs) when he's just like no no (laughs) (laughs) oh and it was one of the uh another audible reaction i had was when the um the brother tells david like yeah his sister's plan and i was literally like what the Ah!" but it makes so much sense like because yeah he he idolizes david so much and david just like helped him out in a big way and he just like yeah he has all this admiration and respect that it's like blinding him to like the fact that david might be actually um maybe a bad guest (laughs) but he's like no he's like i know you killed dad's boss like i don't care like he's just like right, true, true, friend. yeah. But he just, yeah, he doesn't even care. Yeah, scared. Normally, normally I'm like super annoyed and chasing when characters aren't like running as fast as possible to like get out of a situation. But when uh, the the main actress was like, "Hey, like Dave is actually a horrible guy because of X X X Y," um, the 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 son's just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he has to like actually comprehend that because he doesn't believe her at all because mm-hmm. I guess he's just so like trapped in this guy's allure of being like the coolest dude to him because he's an impressionable teenager but I don't know I guess like that scene felt super necessary to me because he was so just like on team David that he had to be like sat down and be like okay this guy is like going to kill you even if you think he's your friend like he's not on your side at all mm-hmm. uh, and that was a tough convert that they had to have should we give our scores? <laughs> I'm yeah, not being... Sure. We've been talking for, like, a long time. Don't give me that. The movie's so good, though. I know, but... The movie's so good. We've been talking... We've only been talking for an hour 15. That's, like, a That's whole 45 so minutes long. less than some movies that we Short talk about. <laughs> That's almost the entire length of the movie. <laughs> I, I like that. I feel like Ethan Embry has... He started as kind of a teen star and whatever, and he's kind of turned into like this really solid character actor. Usually plays like kind of weird weirdos and he's, stuff. He played that he's though in... when he was like young, like that was his like teen. Also, he'd always right, play like yeah. the weird dude. Who was he? But in I think he's records? gotten better. He was Mark. He was like the guy who yelled sharp shoplifter and like uh... had the dream with war and was like yeah. He... yeah. Wow. Guys, can I talk? Can I talk to you about something? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! The guy yeah. who played Luke. Also played Mr. Young in the hit YTV show Mr. Young about the fifteen-year-old <laughs> teacher. What is what is Mr. Young? <laughs> oh my god! I know what you're talking about. Let me set it in podcast. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my it's, god! It's a sh- it's a show about a kid who's like a high school teacher. He's so smart that like he is a high school teacher that sounds really good um yeah i knew his face looked familiar but yeah he stars in the whole yeah, show i love that his name is mr young <laughs> doesn't he also look exactly like chloe grace moretz is that just me it's just you he looks exactly the same look uh, up this guy i wouldn't say exactly i think he looks like <laughs> the guy from the bling ring 
Oh, I thought yeah, that too. Israel I thought that, the, I thought that as well. I mean, same haircut. But I, he reminded me of, what's his name, like Johnny Sims or whatever in Jennifer's body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. It's, it's Chip or whatever in Jennifer's. They're all just the same kind of character. I mean, <laughs> that was just like everyone had that hair in uh, 2013. It is. It is a classic haircut. Kind of like Jay. Maybe we should all get that haircut. <laughs> yeah, we all get that matching. Damn. Justin Bieber did a lot for hair. I yeah. And for the um, world. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> do you want to give... I, I'm down to give a score. Yeah, I'm fine with giving a score, too. He told us to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. To go and love ourselves. To go and love ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it was kind of rude, actually, the way he said it. <laughs> yes. I'd like to hear the uncensored version to confirm that that's what he said. <laughs> he told us to baby, baby, baby. Mm-hmm. He did Scared. say that. He told us to one less lonely girl. Never say never. Um, my, sc- <laughs> my score, I think... Mm. all right i think the setup is like isn't that whack i like the plot i think it's very solid but i do think the moment to moment like keeping me on my toes does like ramp up the whackness for me because a lot of those scenes i don't know especially if you watch a lot of movies like i guess we do uh you you kind of like expect things to go one way but when it goes a completely different direction enough so that like you're audibly like what like (laughs) That that makes the the whackness go like would you on my meter, so I will give it a okay, four. mimed up a four. Oh yes, for the listener, I will give it a four. Yes, alright. I made a rocket with my hand for the listeners who do not see me. And I went up <laughs> towards the ceiling. Would you? I'll go next. Um, I thought like yeah, a lot of like the way it was like shot and like the way it looked wasn't super like whack to me. Um, but I did think like the way the story played out was like whack in a way. Like, like Funke said, like I never knew, like I had like one expectation going in, but then as soon as that expectation was subverted, I was like, Oh, so this is like ha- the new direction that they're going to go. But then it like just kept changing and changing and changing. And I could never, like I, you truly never know what's going to happen next or like how, things are going to play out like you might have little inklings but it's still like you're still surprised even if it you're sort of like this might happen if it does happen you're surprised because things just change so often um so I do think like the way the story is actually like written is kind of whack um and I think it's kind of like a whack premise because I can see so clearly like this like the core of the idea being like said in like a writer's room or something or like two people like having ideas being like yeah so this guy comes to visit this family and they think he's like a friend of the son and they think he's gonna help but then he ends up just doing like really shitty things to them like this like i think this is like the perfect version of that script like more hashed out or like almost perfect version um so i think it's like pretty whack on a on a writing level but like on a on in other facets maybe not so whack so like maybe like a 3.25 for me Mm. Are you really getting really getting into the decibels there? Decibels? Um. Yeah, that too. (laughs) 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 Get into the decibels there. (laughs) 
Um, I I would say, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I, uh, I don't know. I don't think that the movie is that whack, actually, except in the fact that it does have all these questions left over and even if that is a conscious choice i think it's a bad choice to be i don't think it's the movie's bad it is a conscious choice they said that they did test screenings where they had a more concrete explanation and the audience didn't like okay and they didn't like well then but i mean then they should have given us even less i just it's a personally like i just personally found it whack in the sense that it it has like these like loose ends i think it's trying to do a lot but it's like confusing um i'm gonna give it like a three but i like the movie adam uh yeah i hear that i mean i I hear that uh i love how uh open to interpretation it is and that it isn't like just kind of concrete but i hear that maybe it's uh in this kind of middle ground that lends you to want more answers uh, I, I suppose but uh i love the movie i think it's really good and um decently whack uh you know maybe a 3.5 is that cool yeah <laughs> it's whatever your heart desires is that like what i am i still a good guest if i you're better than hey, the we should have had a guest for this episode. <laughs> David. <laughs> that is that is very true. That's true. Well, yeah, I got someone. David's right outside. I can go get him. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know how this movie ends. I wrote it down. Wait, wait Sam's got to go. Sam didn't give a Didn't give a I very mean, sorry, spooky score. Um, I'd Ooh. like to forget what you said. That uh, this is a movie for people who've seen a lot of movies because it's like you kind of like expect it leads you in these directions. I think not necessarily based on like logically what would happen, but what would happen in a regular movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love movies like that. So this is a five. I'm give this five. Wow. Real shit. And sorry, I didn't say that to be pretentious or whatever about movies. I'm just like, if you're oh, seeing no. a lot it of them. It just sounded like... pretentious when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, Seb, Seb thinks it's really good because he's seen a lot of movies. And <laughs> this one, this one's a little different. I just think it's made with the expectation that uh, if you've seen it, you've seen a lot of movies, which almost yeah. everyone has. I'm, no, I, I don't I know mean, what you mean like, like you have to you have to yeah. like have expectations of where it's gonna go to really like have fun with where it does go. Yeah, and I think most people do. I'm yeah. not saying it's an exclusive club of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, numbers being input into Wackometer. The uh, the score for this film, the whackness, is at a three point seven five. Hey, hey that's. What's the golden oh. thing that you get if you win? Uh, a wacko lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Golden wacko lantern. lantern. That's that's great. We could Hannah, probably. This find is Hannah's this. favorite yeah, episode. Yeah, we could actually make that. Sorry, Hannah. I don't know why Hannah is very irritable right now, and 
she probably shouldn't have drinking all that coffee and is just cranky. I'm sorry. Do you have an unwanted guest in your house? Yeah, it's oh, no, you. Oh. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Don't mean to air my you personal You all froze for a second. What was the what was the diss? Subsy unwanted guest. said I was an unwanted guest in her house, which oh. is hurtful. And also oh. not true. Because I'm not You're in You're not her even house. in my house, you idiot. Seb, what's the alpaca <laughs> thing that you got behind you? The huh? llama. What's the alpaca thing that you got behind you? Oh, it is an alpaca. Uh, I don't know. What do you mean? I think you my grandma know? gave me a bag. Well, I think my grandma gave me a bag of clothes, and she has bags from alpacas. Seventies, oh, you know. So it's not. House. It's not like She'll an alpaca thing it. in it. It's just no. Has an alpaca. Does it say alpaca? It's just my old well. clothes. It, does, it says, it all, says alpaca. all alpaca. Wow. All wow. alpaca. Oh my gosh, I love it. Wow. What are we and gonna talk from about Mira next? From Miraflores. I went to Miraflores. Mm. How was it? it Tell Hannah really, all about it. It was really cool. <laughs> it was really fun. Second favorite neighborhood in Lima after wow. Barranco. I think I'm going to leave now. Hannah, what's your second favorite neighborhood in Lima? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to uh, Emma Kudlak for the, uh, the logo. Thank you to Ian Mills for the music. Go to at InsomniacFest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore fest on Twitter, InsomniacFestival.com. Next week, we continue our Wackoween Hallowack series with... I don't know. TBD. TBD. I could I could pick one. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want to pick, Funke? Candyman. Oh. Ooh, I've always wanted to see that. It's a good one. Good movie. Good oh, and movie. then we can do the new one when it comes out. <laughs> Which I think might have been delayed till next year, but we could still do it when it comes out. A while. Oh God! Yeah, it's supposed to be October, right? Maybe yeah. October for release. I think it got delayed. I'll, I'll we can just pretend we've seen it and like talk about it. And why? <laughs> yeah, we can just lie. Yes. Yeah, I guess we could. All right. Well, how does this movie end? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? The podcast yeah. is still going. What the fuck? Mom, get out. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs>